This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Tuesday, you'll be joining me on my personal segment, First Dips, where I bring you through some of the latest, most interesting ideas in the personal finance space, hoping you inch closer to the life you love while managing your finances well. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, Coconut. So yesterday, we're going to tackle the golden question, right? How much do you need to retire? Because the reality is every year or every other year, I think it's every year, there'll be all these numbers being thrown out. Oh, you need 1 million, you need 1.4 million. I don't know, man. It's very depressing. It feels very out of reach for a lot of people. And it's so scary and unhelpful, right? Is that even such a word? Either way, it's not helpful. And um, yeah, it's annoying, right? But recently, I think some people have published quite a detailed study and has a lot of assumptions within the study. So I'm going to use that study as a basis to then help us understand like, okay, so is this the retirement that you want? And if so, uh, what are some things you got to do? So welcome back. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, Blunking Financial Myths, discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your Chief Financial Coconut. And today, we're going to talk about how much do you truly need to retire? Of course, context is if you retire in Singapore, everything is more expensive, lah, right? But if you travel around and you live abroad, then okay, lah, which is why I think some of the ministers were saying, oh, how about you retire in Johor? I'm like, how about we go Chiang Mai? It's not that bad, you know? Have you all tried? It's, if you live for a prolonged period in the you know, like more kampong, more rural parts, right? Wow, your life also slowed down. Very bliss one. The feeling very different. Huh? So maybe we don't need to retire in the city. But if we choose to retire in the city, uh, what are the optics? What do we need to look out for? So here's the thing. Every year, the number becomes bigger, right? There's like a new headline number. It's crazier and crazier. And then you look at it and it's like, what the hell? When am I ever going to get the number? If I'm ever, ever going to get the number? <laughs> And a lot of times when you work with, whether it's financial planners or whether even even some of the robots, right? Like the problem here is not with the robots or the financial planner. The ro- the the problem here is what do you assume when you're hypothesizing for your future, right? Because because that the baseline assumption is what is important, right? And what I've observed is that a lot of people, uh, we assume an ever increasing consumption pattern. I think I've said this a few times. Alright, so when the financial planner or when the robo-advisor or whatever thing that you use, right, they ask you, so how much do you think you will need every month when you retire? What do you do? You 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 input this arbitrary idea. It's like, now I spend 3,000. Maybe down the road, I need six law. Okay lah, I just put six. And then the number proof out. Right? It's like, wow, wow. Cannot, I give up. I give up now. <laughs> 
I think that's the situation, right? And it's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one for like a better way to put it. But the idea is you cannot plan like that, right? Your, your consumption pattern will not be on a vertical linear increase. Eventually, you cannot have like three high tila a week. You cannot be drinking downstairs every day. Okay, maybe some of the uncles can. Uh, you can ask them how they do it. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's just not going to happen. Your health will not be able to handle it. And your kids will graduate. They will move on from you. You know, uh, your consumption better is going to come down. Have you not heard the old people say, wow, lao liao cannot jia, right? Like, double makan anymore, right? They, they just cannot eat as much, right? It's, it's so normal, right? And you, you can't travel as much. Your body is more frail. And that's a reality. I'm not saying it's good or bad, right? When your body is more frail. You cannot do like around the world travel. Like, it's, 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 I mean, you, I know you see some of these like, like old influencer, right? Oh, oh, should I? Is that a better way? Like senior influencer, whatever. Okay, they go around, they ride their moto, they travel. It's like a phenomenon, yes. But very likely, they, they do it slowly. Very likely, it's not as intense as how the young people do it. All right, so um, the reality is, as our body frail, we just cannot do as much, right? These days, huh, you cannot like, you cannot even go for like some like cycling, like night cycle thing anymore. It's like too tiring. <laughs> When was the last time you night cycle? Last time when we were kids, right? night cycle is a thing, man. Every other weekend, no problem. Uh. But now you just can't, right? So the reality of the body just cannot consume as much. So how can you then plan a linear, ever-increasing structure? And if you go and look at a lot of the numbers, right, that, that are being thrown around, all your 1.4 million, your whatever million, right, they are all planning on that structure, or they are all at least planning on an idea of like you will hold your consumption patterns. You know, which which I argue is not the reality. And it's not even about like, oh, you cut back on your lifestyle. It's not a lifestyle problem. Bro, I can hide the love, but I just cannot do like three times a week. Maybe like two times a month. Right? You, you, I, I don't think my body can keep up with the amount of like oil and spices and, and all that. Right? It's just it's just a reality of consumption. It is not an you know inferior idea to to be like, oh yeah, you know, you adjust your lifestyle. You know what lifestyle? You barely have a life left, right? Like you cannot eat as much, really, right? And if you want to keep your life, you better don't eat like that, right? As you age. And, and, and that's the problem, right? So, so that's the miracle numbers that get thrown around. And people just look at the numbers and they freak out and they don't go and question like, how is this number being created? So now that you know that a lot of these numbers being created are planned on an ever-increasing model, you know, or they will assume a baseline consumption that you hold today. That means today, let's say, you spend uh, 3000 a month, okay? Or like 5000 a month, huh? depending. Lah, huh? So I know you have three kids, very hard to spend 3000 <laughs> If you have three kids, four, five. Lah. Oh, I know a lot of my friends working median wage, right? And then they, they are like two or three kids. Huh? Wow, it's, it's barely enough, okay? So let's say you spend 5000 a month. That means you spend 60000 a year, okay? And for 60000 a year, what a lot of these uh, numbers that are being thrown around, what they hypothesize is how much capital you need to set aside to create an income through the financial market that meets your 60000 a year, right? So if the kind of investment return you're going to get is like 4%, right? How much you need? You need 1.5 million, right? To generate 4% in return on the 1.5 million to get your 60000 to live, 
right? And if you do 5% a year based on your returns, let's say you're more kiang than the 4%, you 5%, right? You need 1.2 million. 6%, you need 1 million, right? So, so you get the idea, right? Depending on how good your investment is, the capital size shrink. And that is the baseline assumption of most of these numbers that are being thrown around, which are mostly generated by the banks, right? So because they are in the space, right? So, so there is a baseline assumption. Right? So, and, and to be fair, I don't fundamentally disagree with how they do it. I am just always questioning like, why is it 60K? Why is it not 30K? You know, why is it like 4%? Why not 6%? You know, so it's, it's the, the a, a lot of the assumptions are, are there and we need to, you know, really question these things. So this forms the basis of today's question, right? The miracle question, very important. Huh? Uh, and I'm going to give you three pointers to try to anchor your thoughts a little bit more, you know, with more clarity on like, how much do we really need so that we stop feeling like all the crazy pressure, right? So the first point, right? The first point is remove all the things you spend today that you do not spend down the road or you believe that you may not spend down the road. Okay, of course, this one you can tear. Right? So in other words, it's a, it's a three-step basis within this one point, right? The first thing is, of course, you must write down everything that you spend, right? And better, you write down a few months, right? So when you jot it down, people call it budgeting, you jot it down a few months, you get a bit of colors, like, okay, so how am I, how am I spending? Like, if you spend this month, maybe this one month is an anomaly month, not very accurate. So you, you jot a few months, so you get more color, like what you're spending. And then from there, you ask yourself, okay, what do I think I will continue to spend? And what do I think I won't? And what are some things that I'm unsure? Let's say watch movie, right? Although I say, oh, people cannot like eat Hai Di Lao every other day, right? But maybe you can watch movie every other day, war, right? It's possible, right? So, so some things are unsure, ambiguous. Some things are quite clear that you will no longer spend like your kids, right? Macham, they, they graduate out, then out they go. They go, go, go. Just go lah. Don't, don't, don't balik kampung, right? Just go. <laughs> right? So, so for, for whatever reason uh, as to how you decide what to, what to move, the, the main idea here is to find a baseline, right? What is the minimum for you to lift, right? And then on top of the lift, then you can talk about how to thrive, right? Wow, then, then that work comes in already. Are you going to be a gardener? Are you going to like watch movies a lot? Are you going to be like, you know, um, activist or something? I don't know what you're going to do as you get older, you know, or you're going to travel the world, right? If you love it, travel the world. You know, motorcycle is very cheap. You can travel around, you know, be a cool TikTok uncle down the road. Up to you, right? Doesn't matter. But the base idea here is to find the baseline and then also add some sort of buffer to ask yourself how much you need, you know, on top of this baseline. So let's say if your baseline is 1,000, 1. 1.5,000, 1. 1.6,000, and then you add a 20% buffer on top, then it's like all the margin, right? It's okay, what's going to happen? Aga, aga. Then from there, you know your baseline expenses. How much do you need? when you retire, okay? As a as an old 65-year-old uncle, you know, that no longer have pimple because, you know, Chinese people say pimple is ching chun to, right? So, <laughs> in other words, you're not ching chun anymore, you're not young anymore, you're not going to get pimple. Huh? So, so that's the idea. And if there was one group of people in Singapore that have done this research decently well, it's the team uh, under Tio Yo Yen, right? Professor Tio, uh, please come on the show. I've been trying to get you on, okay? But anyway, okay, from uh, this website, okay, you can, they are, they are a researcher. They wrote this book called This What Inequality Look Like. After that, they went on to essentially do the research on like, what do we need, you know, as Singaporeans to, to live, right? And uh, you can go to this website, okay? This website is called What's Enough? Dot sg what's enough.sg w h a t s enough.sg 
So this is actually the article that a lot of people quote or the study that a lot of people because say article a bit derogatory. Eh? That they are study, right? They went through, they went through, they list out everything, you know, and all that jazz, right? So these days, uh, there are, you see some articles quoting them to say that, oh, so Singapore, Singaporeans, like single elderly need about 1.4, 1.3 something thousand a month uh, to live, right? Basic requirement. Okay, so actually the more important thing is how do they arrive at this number? Ah, this is the real important thing. And to be clear, a lot of the article just quote the name, you know, they quote the, the price. They never go in and verify like, like what is the assumption here, right? So, so I actually went to the website, click into the study because they document every single thing. It's quite quatang. They even document the depreciation of your knife, your ceramic tiles, your curtains, <laughs> everything, your lights. So, so they went there, okay? They went there. All the household goods are there. Sometimes you forget you need to spend money because it works for five years. Suddenly, eh? Right? Then, then you got to change it, right? So they, they actually went to this level to document, right? Curtain, they even hy hypothesized a lifespan of 30 years, you know, uh, all, all the stuff, lah, right? <laughs> so they did everything. So please go and check out, you know, what's enough.sg and click into the actual study, the actual uh, things that they, they document down, okay? So, so these are some important ideas inside, okay? Uh, I, I took a look at the whole thing and I found some of them very interesting. Okay, I'm going to share with you some of them. Huh? Other than the whole household expenses, like, you know, change the light bulb and all this, right? I thought some of the other stuff, uh, the assumptions were quite interesting because what essentially they are trying to do is to gather data of how the old people spend money, you know, and then by extension, give you more clarity on like, how are you then going to be spending money? Okay, so it's quite cute, lah. quite interesting, right? It's, and I'm saying cute, not in a bad way. Lah. Please go and check it out. It's very interesting. Okay, so there is one line here that says, uh, leisure, right? Social participation, under social participation, leisure. Uh, this is uh, for 65-year-old uh, male lah, and living alone. Okay, so I, I think when you live in a couple, it's a bit cheaper, right? To be fair, it's, it's cheaper because you can movie ticket one for one. <laughs> right? So anyway, she assumes here that you spend about $20 a week, okay? $20 a week to uh, for leisure, right? And the leisure can include movies, excursion, exercise in the neighborhood, uh, maybe exercise like, I don't know, Active SG, right? Active SG is quite affordable, right? And then you see all the auntie down there very slow, right? Then you walk in and say, wow, lao eh, you hot the machine. No, actually, right? It's, it's kind of built for them on some level. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. So yes, so she assumes you spend about $20 a week on leisure, which is which is very, very cool. I mean, on, of course, on food, she went as far, okay? Or the study went as far to document like, wow, everything's, yeah. Even like eating out, eating in, dark breast rice here, uh, $3.50 per packet. You buy two packets, $7 within a week. You know, uh, everything lah. Wonton Mi, $3. I think this one pre-COVID lah because it's a 2019 study. <laughs> Pre-COVID lah. $3, you know, now maybe like $5 already. So you see, very important, right? You go in and you look at these things. Then you get more color on like, what are their assumptions? How do they base it out of? And a lot of the bank study, they don't base it out of this. They base it out of what you're spending now and then they hypothesize. Right, but they don't even break down how detailed the spending is. Right, so this is interesting. Please go and check them out. Of course, there's health expenses and all that inside. I think another one that is very interesting within this What's Enough study, right, is housing price, okay? So here, it assumes a weekly cost of $35 for a single male. Okay, but what it also assumes is that this person lives in a two-room flexi, 
Okay, of course, uh, when I say assume, right, it doesn't mean that they, they pluck it out of thin air. They actually went on the ground to collect studies, right? To get all the data from the different people, from the old people. How do they live, right? So, when I say assume, it's for you. Uh. So, assume you live in a two-room flexi flat, 36 square meter, 40 years lease, purchased at 55 years old. Um, about, you spend about $35 a week. Right, so I think it's quite an interesting study. Please go and check it out. As for some basis and some colors to how much you spend. So the hypothesis here is uh, you spend about 1.4 pre-COVID. Maybe now you add the inflation, maybe 1.6. You know, I think this these few years, it's been wild. It's been wild, okay? Yeah, so this is the true miracle number. This is the real miracle number that you need to know, not how much money you need to accumulate. Because with this number, you know, they're going to get you then can hypothesize how much you actually need and then it becomes accurate hypothesis rather than over-buffering. So now that you have found your miracle number, which can be anything, okay, but I don't want it to be arbitrary, it's like you feel, feel, no. The idea of why I pulled out this thing is because I think actually they go and collect data on the ground. They have some sort of a study and a basis for you to work with, right? And then when you go in and you see like, hey, uh, here only assume uh, one year travel one time, cannot, I want to travel two times. You know, or here assumes like I only eat duck, duck rice once, you know, uh, once a week, you know, but actually I'm a duck rice lover. I need to eat three times, you know, or like nasi padang is very expensive, okay? It's true, nasi padang is very expensive, right? So for whatever reason that you want to adjust accordingly, I think let's, let us try to be more accurate rather than overly arbitrary. But I'm going to assume let's say if you live like an old person today you're going to spend $2,000 a month right so this brings me to point number two and that is to multiply that $2,000 which is your miracle number by 12 and then divide by 0.04 and that is the amount of money you need to accumulate if you want to rely on the financial system and I'll talk to you a little bit more afterward from our sponsor I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so what am I actually trying to do here? Right? Multiply by 12, divide by 0.04. Essentially, what I'm trying to do is to find the total amount of money you need to put aside to be invested to live off a 4% interest year on year. Okay, this is the baseline that I'm trying to find, which is why I multiply by 12 because I spend $2,000 a month, yes, but a whole year I will spend $24,000. Okay, I divide by 0.04 because I assume that I'm going to get 4% interest on it. Then this gives me an idea of like how much I need to accumulate to be invested at 4% a year, okay, 4% yield a year, to essentially live off as a retiree today. If my investment returns are at 4% a year, I need about 600,000, right? So, so 600,000 in capital on a 4% return year on year gives me 24,000. I can live off and retire today, right? As a 65-year-old retiree, let's say lah, right? But if I can generate 5% investment return, that means I divide by 0 0.05, huh? it's for 480,000. 6% will be 400,000. Right, so you get the idea. If your investment returns can be consistently slightly higher than 4%, then the amount that you need reduces significantly. 
right? So to yeah, so I think that's the that's the real thing that you need to think about. You need to discuss, and that's actually the thing, right? That a lot of the investment people are talking about, right? Or should you do uh, REITs? You know, should you put into CPF? Do you uh, buy the equity market? You know what's happening? They're all trying to get that. You know, one, two, three percent, a little bit more than the 4% on average, let's say after fees, right? And that little bit more a year is going to compound and accumulate like mad. Right? It's going to give you all the upside, right? So don't look down on that 1, 2, 3%, you know? It's like, oh yeah, okay, what? Well, 7% and 4%, not much difference. A lot of difference. Have you not seen, right? I, I mean, and I, I, I have a table. I can share with you all the table if you want. Just let me know. Come to a Telegram group. Let me know if you want a table. I will drop you the table. I actually, I essentially built one so that I get more clarity on the exact numbers to talk to you about. So yeah, simple, right? Okay, you found the miracle number that you need to have. And then based on the assumption of how much investment returns that you're going to go for, you're going to target for, then you have the amount of capital that you need, you know, to, to live off the financial markets today. And that, that is the logic, right? So, and if so happen, you need 24000 a month uh, to, in today's term, to retire, and you're only going for 4% investment returns, of course, the more percentage, uh, the harder it is. Uh, it's not just like, oh, you know, I don't want 6, like, I want 4. No, the higher, the harder. Once it enters into the 8, 9, 10 realm, right, there, there's a lot of studies that, that you need to you need to do, okay? But anyway, okay, so let's say we assume you have $24,000 a year of annual spending as a retiree today, with a 4% investment return on your capital, you need an estimate of 600,000 capital, okay? If you want to live off the financial markets, okay? And it's definitely sound a little bit more palatable than your 1.5, you know, your 2 million, blah, 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 the, the, the crazy number, right? So 600,000, and that is the number to accumulate. Once you can get there, life is great, okay? Or at least, I mean, it's broadly why you listen to the podcast every other week, okay? And this brings me to my third point, okay? Now that you know your miracle number and the amount of money you need to live off that miracle number, the third point is accumulate faster than inflation. Pretty much that's the idea. So in your accumulation process, right, there is two process, right? One is, of course, your active income that you work, right? As you work, you, you have surplus, you will put that into your capital, blah, blah, blah. You will do that lah. So that one, I don't really think uh, we need to talk a little bit, uh, we need to talk too much about because there's just, there's just a lot. Uh, we, I mean, we talked about it again and again. What you want me to say, right? <laughs> so you make money, you put it aside, you invest in the markets, what have you, right? If there was one episode I could shout out for, you should listen to FD uh, 176. Uh, it's fire over. Essentially, inside, I talk a little bit about how this whole idea of investing in the markets is really just you shifting your reliance on the labor market into the financial market uh, to live off, right? So, so you can check that out. I think that's an interesting episode. And the simple idea here is you want to accumulate that capital size such that you can essentially generate the miracle number that you need uh, to live off lah. Right, so, so I think that's the idea here. Of course, you have time. Okay, the beauty is you have time. And I do think a lot of you that tune in every week, you can, right? It's just 1.52 million, maybe a bit crazy, right? Unless you like, you know, maybe uh, lease buy back your HDB, which I will talk about in a few episodes down. Okay, it's a bit wild. But 600,000, I don't think it's as nuts. Okay, and uh, if you really want to go for a hack, right? Go to Chiang Mai. Okay, stay in Chiang Mai. Maybe 300,000 enough already. Right, so and and that's the reality because I've been living off, you know, you know, um, such a capital size for a long time, right? So you don't really need a lot, honestly. If you if you accumulate to a decent 
two, three hundred thousand capital size, which honestly I think a lot of you can do in like 10 years. Okay. Yeah, you can you can live in many other places. But of course, from now to your retirement, from now to your retirement, you have 30 years and you're going to go through different life stages from kids, from house to wedding, whatever that you that you think you need. If you think you don't need that, it's also okay. I never say you need, huh? don't cancel. <laughs> but yeah, as you go through all those, those are expenses. Okay, but eventually you have time. You have 30 years to accumulate that X capital that you want today to essentially to live off. But you got to accumulate faster than inflation because essentially this amount of capital keeps changing every year as a base upon inflation. And don't, don't look down on like 2% and 4% inflation thinking like, oh, it's only 2%. It compounds and it becomes a monster in itself, okay? So the idea here is if you have 600000 today, okay? If you have $600,000 today and you want to live off 24000 you are well and good because you just need to invest above inflation. You are sweet, sweet already, right? And at, at let's say 6%, you can live off it down the road. No problem. You are factored in. But if you're not, if you're on your journey to accumulate to that capital size you need, then you got to accumulate faster than the inflation numbers, right? Both on the investment front and also on your, essentially your active income side of things. You got to do it faster, right? Um, and, and that's a reality that I think it's quite hard lah. It's quite hard. And, uh, and and I am not a believer that it's this whole like wage spiral inflation rubbish. No. If you think about it, right? If you think about it, who controls prices? It's the seller. Seller control price. Right? So the big corporation, the big sellers are the one pushing prices, not buyers. You will not go and tell the uncle, hey, uncle, today I'm feeling very rich. I want to like pay you more. It's like, what? What? Like, doesn't work that way, right? So the idea here is as labor, which is most of us, we make a little bit more money. Our stickiness, okay, that means our ability to spend is higher. Yes, okay. So we are we are not as turned off by slightly higher prices. Okay, let's say ah. Uh. So then on the seller side, they realize, hey, actually I raise a bit. Uh. people also still buy. It's okay. I still clear my net is much higher. So then they all raise, right? But is it like you wanted the raise? No, it is the sellers that are pushing the raise. So don't subscribe to the stupid like wage spiral inflation shit okay, that's being propagated even in CNA. Right? So it's a very different discussion. We can have another time. But yeah, I hope to this episode give you a bit more comfort and clarity on like actually how much do you need for retirement? Okay, so I'm going to sum up the three pointers. The first thing is you should remove all the things you spend today that you may not spend down the road. And for clarity and color's sake, right? Maybe you should go to whatsenough.sg. They have a very detailed study that they accumulate data from all these people, you know, living in retirement. And average, okay, in 2019, the average data is 1.4 thousand per month. Okay, why I say now maybe 1.6? Because inflation is not uniform. Certain things move up more than others, right? So you can, but, but I think importantly is to calculate what is your number, your miracle number that you need every month to live like a retiree today. Okay, so then that is becomes the clarity on the target of how much you need to accumulate. And so this brings me to point number two, which is to multiply the miracle number by 12 and divide by 0 0.04. Essentially, the idea is I want to know how much I'm going to spend a year and based on a 4% interest every year or 4% investment yield every year, how much do I need to accumulate? Okay, so our example is at $2,000 a month and at 4% investment return year on year, you need about $600,000 today. And if you can accumulate it today, then you are good, well and good 
to go. Okay? Um, of course, this brings me to the third point, which is to accumulate faster than inflation. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a long, long discussion. Accumulate faster than inflation. If not, it's going to eat you up. Um, like mad lah. It's, it's quite bad. It can be very, very bad. And please, if there was one thing that you can take away today, is uh, don't underestimate 1% or 2% difference because it is a lot. It is not a simple interest. It is compounded over time. So I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful, interesting, where share, debate, and discuss. Join our community's Telegram group, sign up for our socials. Uh, we have a Reddit channel, everything, like, we have everything, like, we're everywhere, like, follow our TikTok, Instagram, whatever you just go for it, okay? And if there were some questions you want, come to our Telegram. I think that's where we are most active. And if you want the formula or the kind of simple spreadsheet I've created, okay, come to our Telegram and ask me, I'll give you. Okay, we'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, now that we have the miracle number and the amount of capital we need to accumulate, okay, next week I want to talk a little bit about CPF life. Right, the following week, I'm going to talk about HDB lease buyback, right? Because I think these are the two anchor policies that the Singapore government of the day is hoping to anchor on, right? So CPF Life is a program that's been involved for a decade, and I think they've improved and changed some of the stuff over time. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit more next week. Essentially, this is a government annuity that I don't think you can just conveniently drop. And they very big say they say we are better than out there because we are cheaper, right? And we can give you, you know a yield of like up to 6%. Of course, up to lah. Up to, okay. So any other marketing, up to. Okay, we can talk a little bit more next week. See you.